This is 10 Things I Like About, a 10-minute, 10-episode podcast about unknown or misunderstood wildlife. Welcome to 10 Things I Like About. I'm Kirsten, your host, and this is a podcast about misunderstood or unknown creatures in nature. Some will find right outside our doors, and some are continents away, but all are fascinating. This podcast will focus 10 10-minute episodes on different animals and their amazing characteristics. Please join me on this extraordinary journey. You won't regret it. This episode continues Sicilians. And the eighth thing I like about these amazing amphibians is how they defend themselves. So the first question we really need to ask is, who are Sicilians protecting themselves from? We're aware of a few species of animals that eat Sicilians. Snakes, spiders, turtles, and ants have all been reported preying on Sicilians. In 2008, a surprising animal was added to this list. A group of researchers watching cameras set up to record a barred hawk nesting site in Ecuador captured something unexpected. The parents fed their single chick many different animals, including 50 individual Cecilia orientalis, a terrestrial Sicilian species. Researchers are unsure how a hawk was able to find a subterranean animal easily enough to bring 50 of them to their young, but we can add these hawks to the list of Sicilian predators. So how do Sicilians protect themselves from getting eaten? The first way Sicilians protect themselves from predators is really a bit of a happy accident, and that's their fossorial lifestyle. Spending most of your life underground does cut down on the number of predators that can find you, although it doesn't seem to be slowing down the barred hawk. Even so, evolution has given terrestrial Sicilians a bit of a jump start on protecting themselves by equipping them to live underground. Aquatic Sicilians have not been left out. They do spend a large amount of time close to the substrate of their chosen water source, and hidden in dense plant matter. So also, a great place to start protecting themselves. Sicilians do have a few other tricks up their sleeves to actively defend themselves from predators. But before we get to those, I want to tell you that most of the information I've found on this subject comes from the study of one species of Sicilian, Siphonops annulatus so it may not apply to all species of Sicilians. And one more caveat I need to mention is that this information is based on educated inference. Because we have not actively seen Sicilians defending themselves from predators, we are making some assumptions based on the natural history of other species of animals. Okay, now that that is out of the way, let's get to the really cool stuff. Most amphibians are covered in mucus to help with oxygen transmission and disease protection. Sicilians are no exception. Actually, Sicilians have more mucus glands than any other amphibian. If you remember in the locomotion episode, 
I mentioned that some fossorial Sicilians, such as Siphonops annulatus, use their mucus to help lubricate their tunnels to make movement easier. To do this, they have glands on their heads that create and release the mucus. They also have glands on their rear end, and scientists assumed it was for the same reason. Not so. The gland on the rear end expels a poisonous mucus. We assume that this poison is excreted to protect them from predators that might follow them into their tunnels. That sounds like such a great idea. They also tend to plug the opening of their tunnels with their rounded bums when they are sleeping or resting. Brilliant, again. What a perfect way to keep a predator at bay. Greet them with a face full of poison. Another option Siphonops annulatus has is their bite. A recent study from 2020 has shown that Siphonops annulatus may have a venomous bite. Once again, this is a first for an amphibian. Now, it's not the first time toxins have been found in order amphibia. The most famous example is the poison arrow dart frog, those beautiful frogs that we see in rainforests. They produce poison that is excreted onto their skin. Hence the name, poison arrow dart frog. Now, they are classified as poisonous because the toxin is transferred through touch. Animals classified as venomous, such as rattlesnakes and gila monsters, inject their toxin into another animal through something like fangs or teeth. Up until this recent discovery, we thought there were no venomous amphibians. This study may be proving us wrong. The study actually found glands closely associated with the Sicilian's teeth. They found the glands in both the upper and lower jaws. These glands are the same type of glands found in certain venomous reptiles. Within the glands, researchers found a combination of mucus, lipids, and proteins. The researchers isolated the cells found in the glands and discovered a similarity to oral venom glands identified in the Texas alligator lizard. As of the recording of this podcast, the Texas alligator lizard and Siphonops annulatus are not classified as venomous, but we'll have to wait to see what the future research determines. Now, unlike snake venom glands, there appear to be no muscles related to the glands in Siphonops annulatus, which would help facilitate injection of poison. But the Sicilian teeth are covered in mucus produced by these oral glands. This leads the scientists to believe that the venom may be secreted when the Sicilian clamps its jaws down tightly on a prey item. It also might be dependent on how long the Sicilian has its jaws clamped down on its prey item. Once again, we'll have to determine that with future study. So there definitely needs to be more study to determine whether this substance is a toxin used to immobilize prey, and if it is truly a venomous substance at all. 
Another purpose for this adaptation may also be a defense against predators. Considering we've never seen defensive behavior in Siphonops annulatus in situ, these glands might be related to protection against predators. These scientists did find oral glands present in other species of terrestrial Sicilians, meaning that they may all have venom that they use for capturing prey and for defense. Further research needs to be done to confirm or debunk this. When they looked at some aquatic Sicilians, they found no oral glands, which truly intrigues researchers. This is all we currently know about how Sicilians protect themselves from predation, but I'm sure future research will turn up even more amazing information. And I can't wait to read those discoveries because defense is my eighth favorite thing about Sicilians. I want to take a moment to say hello to a young listener, Lydia. Thanks for listening, and I'm so glad you're enjoying the podcast. Speaking of which, if you're enjoying this podcast, please recommend me to friends and family and take a moment to give me a rating on whatever platform you're listening. It will help me reach more listeners and give the animals I talk about an even better chance at change. Join me next week for another thing I like about Sicilians. This has been an episode of 10 Things I Like About with Kirsten and Company. Original music written and performed by Catherine Camp, Piano Extraordinaire.